The motorsports world is where legends are made, the unthinkable happens, and barriers are broken. One man harnesses the power of an industry every week. This is the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor, with Jim Beaver. Welcome to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Well, 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 we are here once again with another uh, dose of uh, the show that's keeping you uh, surviving through the pandemic uh, or something like that. But, uh, yeah, we are back to racing, though, in the real world. Yes, that is right. We've got something other than iRacing to talk about today, although we will be talking about iRacing. But, yes, NASCAR is back. I know we don't uh, heavily cover NASCAR on the show, but you know what? It's the only thing real in racing on the planet right now. We're going to talk about it. And because of that, I got my good friend Kelly Crandall. She's from Racer Magazine and the Racing Writers Podcast. She's going to be calling in for hour number two. We're going to be chatting uh, chat about, uh, I don't know, pretty much uh, all things uh, that we've learned from NASCAR. And she was actually on site, one of all, only four media that was allowed on site there at Darlington, uh, you know, on, on you know, the race this weekend. So we're going to have her on to uh, to talk about things and, and see the takeaways. And not only that, our number one, man, we're bringing in a blockbuster. We're bringing in a big one, a blue chipper, a triple A guest, a supercross legend, Chad Reed. Yes, we're going to have Chad Reed for a good half hour here in hour number one to kick off the show. So you don't want to go anywhere when you got uh, one of the greatest of all times to ever sit on a dirt bike, Mr. Chad Reed, on air with you. So a lot of fun today. Uh, we're going to be talking about probably a little bit of eye racing, probably a little bit of, uh, I don't know, just news, rumors, all kinds of stuff coming out of the world of motorsports and the auto industry and everything in between. Uh, so we've um, we've got a fun show lined up. Another really, really good one to help sur- you know help you survive this Memorial Day weekend. Thanks to everybody tuning in uh, at Dan Patrick Radio, Sirius XM Channel 211. Thank you, guys. Thanks to everybody uh, you know tuning in on the Sports Byline Network, uh, our troops overseas. Thank you so much, everybody tuning in on AFN. If you're one of our hardcore listeners and you're listening to downanddirtyshow.com, Podcast One, or Apple Podcasts, thank you. Uh, thanks to everybody who uh, makes this show stay in business each and every week. Man, we had a, a big week last week uh, on the sim racing front. I had my um, Jim Beaver Esports triple crown that we capped off we are going to uh, jump into talking about that after the break because uh, i gotta tell you we had some of the best from the real world combined with some of the best in the sim world and it made for a hell of a lot of fun so that and a whole lot more coming up here in hour number one right here on the general tire down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in wet and dry conditions, or a summer performance tire designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the all-new G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, cruising with a down-and-dirty radio show since 2012. You want extreme performance, reliability, and the most fun you can have on four wheels? The Polaris Razor brings it to you. But you don't need to take my word for it. You can take theirs. I'm Tanner Faust, and I choose the Polaris Razor because it's the most fun you can have with a steering wheel. What's up? I'm Ronnie Renner, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the sickest, most reliable side-by-side on the planet. What's up, everybody? Heavy D from Diesel Brothers. Listen, I'm on Team Razor because it's hands down the best piece of machinery on the planet. 
I'm Arj Anderson, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the most fun, most capable machine. Action sports stars, TV personalities, and some of the best race car drivers in the world all choose Polaris Razor because it's the ultimate combination of power, suspension, agility, and fun. Find out more information on the web at PolarisRazor.com or follow at Polaris Razor on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and use the hashtag RazorLife to share your story. Conditions off the pavement are always changing, so why settle for a light bar that just turns on and off? The Rigid Adapt is a revolutionary new light bar that will automatically select from eight beam patterns that range from a widespread 90-degree flood to a 15-degree spot based on your vehicle's speed. Try that with your knockoff light bar. A dash-mounted controller allows the user to toggle between adaptive mode beam patterns, and RGBW accent lighting. With Adapt, it's easier than ever to own the night. Looking to have some fun on four wheels? Dirtfish Rally School has you covered. Packing as much adrenaline and adventure as you can handle into high-performance all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive Subaru rally cars is where the fun begins at Dirtfish. Just 30 minutes outside of Seattle and Snoqualmie, you'll get a chance to train up to three full days with some of the country's best instructors and be put through the high-octane rush of rally on mud, dirt, and tarmac. Get started today and call 425 425- 888-7715 or visit us online at dirtfish.com and use code 911 for a 15% discount. When looking for a new wheel for your off-road vehicle, car, truck, or UTV, the choice is easy. You choose what the pros use. Rob McCachran, Keegan Kincaid, and myself, Jim Beaver, all exclusively use Vision Wheel, whether we're dominating Baja, taking the cup at Cranon, or shredding UTVs. Vision Wheel's trend-setting designs and durability will set you apart from the competition and your friends. Check out visionwheel.com or at Vision Wheel on social media to learn more. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back here to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. And um, yeah, we're uh, we're <laughs> I guess uh, kind of coming out the other side of this. Uh, uh, quarantine-ish pandemic thing that we're all kind of stuck at home over. You know, I got a little bit of mixed emotions on things at this point, but uh, I guess the, the takeaway from all this is, is I think, I think we've all learned a lot about each other during this time. I think, uh, you know, it's funny. You know, obviously we've got everything going on and politics and everything else aside. Like one of the big takeaways, and I had this conversation with somebody the other day, and I didn't realize this is how I was going to open the show until I started talking. And yeah, that's. That's the way we're going to do it, you know, but I had a lot of people talking about my esports event and this isn't me self-promoting, but, um, you know, it, it turned out to be really, really successful. And, uh, I start looking at what people have done during this period. And, and there's a lot of people in, in whether it be celebrities, whether it be motorsports, whether it be media personalities that have kind of completely gone off the grid, right? I just haven't done a whole lot, you know, and, and rightfully so. They just went the quarantine. And then there's other people who have found ways to stay relevant, create content, get interesting. I mean, there there's amazing stuff being done with live video. Zoom, who would have thought they who, – who knew what a Zoom call was three months ago, right? Now all of a sudden Zoom's like one of the biggest things in the world, right? Podcasts, I got my podcast production company. We've blown up. You know, we, we've launched, I believe, what, three new podcasts, three or four new podcasts during this uh, one, two – three three with a fourth one that i know of so four podcasts in the last two months for people um because they're sitting at home and they need help and boom bam done 
right? You know, and, and eSports. I mean, I was highly, you know, lucky that, uh, you know, two years ago I got involved in eSports. Now, you know, we, we had a nice strong old foot, you know, in the door, and then all of a sudden that blew up. And uh, we were right there in the thick of things, you know. And not only did I have my team competing, but now we were able to put on events and things like that, really drawing a crowd. And it's it's become kind of, uh, um, you know, you know now it, it goes hand-in-hand hand with Real Motorsports. And, you know, it's replaced it in a lot of regards. You know, obviously Real Motorsports is going to come back and things are going to change. And, it, gosh, trust me, I'm an eSports guy because, uh, you know, I've got uh, I, I got a big stake in the game there. But I, as much as anybody, want uh, Real Motorsports to come back. You know, nothing replicates the real thing. None of us think it does. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, but for real, you know, it's been nice to have, you know, these personalities and, you know, come in and, and be able to race and compete and people watch them on TV and online and on the streams and things like that, you know. But, you know, that's got, you know, spurred creativity. You've got uh, my friend Katie Osborne, you know, she's got a drink with and she's sitting down with different influencer celebrities every, you know, on social media and, and sitting down and talking with them over a drink virtually, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, people have got really highly creative during this time, and uh, it's been kind of cool to watch. And I, I'm fortunate that I'm, uh, you know, small-town, rural Arizona tourist town, and obviously a lot of tourists have started coming in now, coming back. But, uh, you know, I, 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 can't, I can't talk to a downtown New York, Boston, L.A., where I've got a lot of friends, and, you know, they, they're scared to leave because everybody's infected. Not everybody, but a good chunk, and it's very easy to get it. You know, I'm in rural Arizona where there's been like 40, little over 40 cases in our entire county, right? And, uh, you know, so it's not quite as prevalent here. So people are cautious, but they're not cautious like they are in L.A. or New York or Boston. Um, but that being said, I, I think, you know, globally, this has spurred all kinds of content. You've got people thinking out of the box, doing things they never would have done. They're, they're resting on their assets, their social following, things like that. They're, they're going, how can we leverage this? to give our partners support, things like that. I, I look at, you know, the, the positivity that has come out of uh, this pandemic, and I think digitally we have learned a lot. There's been a lot of people really, you know what I mean, deliver and really come up with some amazing out-of-the-box ideas that never would have happened if it hadn't been for this pandemic. So for that, I'm really excited, you know what I mean? I, I think also we've learned – that there's been a lot of people, you know, that uh, have learned that maybe you don't need to work quite as often from work. You can work from home. People have got creative in the way they work. You know, companies have got very creative in the way they market. You know, six months ago, some of the digital marketing we've seen now, obviously digital marketing became big, but they're investing in areas on, in the digital space they never would have before, or maybe they would have, but it pulled it forward a couple of years. You know, maybe they were looking at esports. Maybe they're looking at podcasts. Maybe they're looking at digital video content going, you know what, in the next 12, 12 to 24 months, we need to be in that space. Now it's like, boom, right now. We got to be there now, like yesterday now. You know, and, and so for things like that, I'm really, really excited as we come out the other side of this pandemic and, and see, you know, how how things are going to change. That being said, I think, you know, we're going to see a regression in these things. I've had a lot of people hit me up. What do you think? You know, what do you think about iRacing and esports? Is that the future? And I'm like, well, I don't think it's the future, but I think it's going to go hand in hand with the real thing. Now that it's got that mainstream coverage, people know it. It's accepted. Uh, it took podcasting a decade. I mean, I've been at this for a long time. This is what, almost episode 
what, 400 and something? Done 400 and something weekly episodes of this show, not to mention I've got all my other shows. You know, I've got over 1,000 episodes to my name, and trust me, at the start, it was tough. You know, there there. There will, people didn't understand it. They didn't push, you know, there was a lot of pushback. I didn't get paid a dime for at least two to three years because I had to educate people before I could, you know, before I could say, hey, here's your value. You know, they, they didn't understand it. And I think with these other digital mediums, now people do understand it. So that has me excited. You know, and I think these new mediums will go hand in hand with their real life and their traditional counterparts. You know, racing, I think once it comes back, people have been dying for racing, Right. Um, dying for it, you know what I mean? And now we've got it. NASCAR, the ratings were phenomenal for Darlington, right? It was the only major motorsports event on the planet, literally, globally. All eyes were on NASCAR. We'll talk about that with Kelly Crandall in hour number two. But uh, it's been, you know, it's been really, really cool to see that. And I think as IndyCar kicks back up, we got them in a couple of weeks, I think Supercross is going to have ratings through the roof for this finale of seven races that they've got there in Salt Lake City. Uh, it's going to be huge, um, you know, and, and you know, Cranon, I think their live stream will do really, really well in, in June. And, and I think everything will, you know, and I think once attendance gets opened back up at these events, I think, man, you are going to have a lot of people once they know it's safe coming out because we haven't been able to. People are, you know, they're, they're salivating over that. They want that feeling. They want to go and grab a beer and some greasy cheese curds and, and, and a hot dog and, uh, you know, and enjoy some races and high five and talk trash. You know, people are, are craving that, this isolation, even though we've got this digital connection with phones and Zoom and FaceTime and, and things like that and social media, man. People need that, you know, that interaction. And I think live events, concerts, stuff like that are just going to be, it's going to explode once people know it's safe to come out. And, uh, you know, and that has me excited. But I think live sports content, whether it be motorsports or stick and ball, Oh, my goodness. You know what I mean? That That is going to be huge. I think people have been watching Netflix and Hulu and, you know, sitting back and just watching, um, you know, reruns and, and salivating over live sports content. That's why iRacing and eSports has got so big during this time is because, you know, it's it's live and it's real and people are racing. You know, even though it's digitally, they're competing. People want that. They want that feeling. And I think – you know, that's why when baseball comes back and they do their reduced schedule, obviously at some point we're going to get NHL and NBA playoffs, um, you know, and uh, Major League Baseball is going to start. It's like a, an abbreviated, I think, 80-some game season they're talking about doing, but I think ratings are going to be sky high. I mean, absolutely sky high for that. You know what I mean? Probably some of the biggest ratings in baseball history because people are missing it. You know, baseball is such a – a long season, people go, ah, you know, I can miss I can miss a baseball game because there's always one tomorrow. NASCAR is the same way. There's so many NASCAR races. If you miss one on a weekend, big deal. There's one the next weekend, right? No big deal. Now we haven't had them for a few months. Now people are like, no, I want that. I'm going to tune in. You know what I mean? There's more people paying attention to NASCAR now. Some maybe even hated NASCAR before, but it's the only thing on, and it's live. And you know what? We're tuned in. We're locked. We're loaded. We're not going to miss one of these things. You know, Coke 600 this weekend? Man, there's no Monaco Grand Prix. There's no Indy 500. Coke 600, you know, you want to talk about, you know, you had the three biggest motorsports events in the world all on the same day. Now you got one of them. You don't think everybody in the world's going to be tuned into the Coca-Cola 600 this weekend? Man, you're fooling yourselves. I hope it's a great race. It probably will be, you know, but uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of good come out of, uh, of things. And I think as, as much as financially, uh, a lot of industries got hurt 
by uh, the pandemic, I think, uh, you know, as we come out the other side, I think the money's definitely going to come back and they may end up being healthier than ever. I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll have to see, you know, but, uh, by, but judging by, uh, you know, what I'm seeing, I think, uh, you know, a lot of good's going to come. But we're going to take a short break. Chad Reed will return here to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800 754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531
Yeah, well, I know, man, we got a lot to cover. Uh, obviously, uh, this year's been uh, a little bit interesting. I, I guess we should open up by saying, I guess, uh, Supercross is back, man. I know, uh, you know, this one, we'll talk about your retirement uh, here in a little bit, but uh, you, I guess uh, you, you got a couple of rounds of racing. You go, what, seven, eight rounds we got uh, lined up there in Salt Lake City uh, after a two-month break. I mean, uh, you know, you've been, I'm obviously, you've been staying in the gym, staying fit, right? Because that's got to be a pretty tough layoff to, to all of a sudden just take two months off in the middle of the season and go back and jump on a dirt bike. Yeah, no, it's definitely been, uh, you know, interesting times for sure. I mean, it's uh, not often do you get to do a reset button, you know, mid you know, we, what have we got? Seven races to go. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously there's just been so much unclear. Like, you know, and initially we were told we're going to go back October, you know, September, October. Now we're going back at the end of May. So um, I'm excited, to be honest with you. Like, I, I had some kind of niggling little injuries that I was dealing with throughout the season. Um, so I didn't get to come into the season, like, as prepared as I really wanted to. And, um, you know, I started to get a little bit of traction, and then I actually broke, re-broke some ribs. Uh, in Phoenix Supercross. Um, so the beginning of the season was a real kind of a, just a, a bit of a drag, to be honest. Like it was like I couldn't really get my head above water. Um, and I feel like this break, I've just used it. I wouldn't say that like I'm in the best shape of my life, um, but more than anything, just I've used it to heal up and, and then kind of get like myself where I got my base fitness and health back. Um, so it's been a nice little reset. I'm really excited about going back racing and getting back to what we call normal, you know, like going and putting on a, put on a helmet. And unfortunately we won't have fans, which is going to be really kind of strange, I think. But, uh, you know, I think that once, once the gate drops, everything's going to you know start feeling a little bit more normal. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I, I guess, you know, you say normal and then I, I, I guess my next question is going to be, you know, obviously Supercross is a grind, man. It's, you know, weekend after weekend after weekend after weekend, you know, just back to back to back to back. And the only other motorsport we really see that in is, is NASCAR, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, my, my question is now all of a sudden, you know, we've got seven rounds left, but not only back to back weekends, but we're throwing a race in the middle of the week as well. I mean, how does that throw everything in a tailspin? Because you've got your routine midseason where, you know, you, you race Saturday night, you travel Sunday um, you know, you, you have your routine of training and, and, you know, getting on the bike and things like that. I mean, this kind of throws everything you've known for your entire career out the window, right, with these two races a week. Totally. And then I think uh, – and I, I, hope, I hope that that kind of plays into my, you know, more of my strength than anything. I'm not a – like I don't uh, – I know a lot of people that I've been around over the years, you know, like a lot of people – get really caught up in their routine and if they don't ride midweek or they don't ride multiple days a week um and you know like they get a little bit thrown off of you know their normal and then they kind of struggle on the weekend um i go more of a little bit like if i feel like riding i go ride if i don't i kind of just do my gym work or whatever it is you know so like i for me it's always been like racing and riding has always been exciting to me um, and I've always tried to keep it like that and maybe why I'm still around at 38 years old. So, um, I hope that this works for me in, in the fact that, you know, like we get to go riding. I don't really, there will be no riding during the week or we'll race, you know, Sundays and Wednesdays. Um, we're going to try to make a trip out of it. You know, I'm taking my family out to, you know, Utah. We're going to rent a house in park city. And, um, you, you know, at the end of the day, this is my retirement tour and, you know, it, it, you take the fans away from, you know, from racing and that, that's kind of everything why I was doing it 
a, a tour in, in the beginning. So, um, so for me, it's about having my family there. Uh, unfortunately, my kids won't be at the races because no one under 18 is allowed. Um, but you know, just having them there and, and during the week and, you know, showing them a new place and location will be, will be fun for us. It'll be kind of our summer vacation before summer. Yeah, well, I'm yeah, man, renting a house in Park City. I'm going. Well, you're going to be neighbors there with uh, with with Ken Block. I'm sure he's got uh, I'm sure he's got some toys and stuff to keep you guys occupied since you can't uh, ride during the middle of the week, right? Yeah, exactly. I think uh, <laughs> might might lean on Ken and see what toys he's got to play with. We really should just bust out his rally car and go go drive that thing. I think. I <laughs> <laughs> he's got a bunch of them there too. That's the thing. I've been up there and done some shows from there, and he's got some stuff in hiding that people don't see. And I go in that back room. I'm like, oh man, we we need to have some fun. You need to bring this out more often. He's got a lot of toys people don't know yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I've been there. I've been there myself, and I I know what you know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So, you know, all that being said, you know, you obviously, you, you know, you announced your retirement at the end of last year and said, hey, this is this is going to be it. I think, you you know, I, I'm excited you came back for one final season, things like that. I mean, kind of I, I want to talk about, you know, kind of your announcement because you're retiring from Supercross and, and from dirt bikes. But it, it left the door open. You said, look, like I, I found something that still scratches my itch, you know, and that, that's racing cars. I mean, how, how did that kind of all evolve? And I know you've done some stuff, you know, in Lamborghinis and and things like that. You were out at uh, 24 Hours of Daytona this year. But, I mean, how, how did that, you know, how did that all get put together? And, I mean, obviously, you know, we, we see with Supercross riders, it seems like everybody, you know, McGrath's had to find that itch somewhere. And it seems like you go down the list and, and everybody's had to find that itch after Supercross. And it seems like car racing, that you, you found it, man. Yeah, no, I did for sure. And, and it, it really fueled the, you know, the thoughts of, you know, moving on to, onto something different um you know for the longest time a lot of people were starting to ask you know when you start getting into your early 30s to mid 30s everyone starts asking the question when is you know when is retirement you know an option and up until last summer when i did the lamborghini super trofeo series um it actually was never on my mind like i just loved riding my dirt bike i enjoyed it it was it was my every thought that i had um, and then, you know, suddenly this Lamborghini thing and, and racing sports cars, um, it started consuming my every thought. And, and at that point, I just acknowledged that I felt like that was the, the changing of the guard for me. And, um, and I felt that I was, you know, I was a lot of the things that fueled my racing and, and, you know, kept it fun for me all these years. Um, a lot of those same things were now all thoughts about our, uh, how do I go faster? How do I get better? How do I learn? How do I understand the balance of the race car? Um, you know, analyzing data, all these, all these crazy things that you, that you have access to from a, a you know, sports car world. Um, and then suddenly I was just like, you know what, this is, this is my science and I've, I've enjoyed my career fully. And I felt like I got, you know, I got the, the most out of it. And now, now it's time to move on and do something different. Um, this whole pandemic is obviously, throwing a little bit of a wrench in it and, you know, sponsorship and money and things like that are, are obviously, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, everybody's un, unsure what's going to be the outcome on the backside of this. So the, the hope, the hope and the, get, the goal is to go Lamborghini racing again this year um, after Supercross, but, um, but there's no set in stone uh, plan at this point. Yeah, well, you know, and, and talking about car racing, I mean, is part of it because, 
you've accomplished pretty much everything you can on a dirt bike, you know, outside of going and, and racing in Baja or Dakar or something. But, I mean, Supercross, you're a champion. You've got, you know, what, fourth on the all-time win list. I mean, you know, you've accomplished pretty much everything you can do on a dirt bike. You know, is you're looking at this car racing thing going, oh, man, this is like being a rookie again. This is starting from scratch. Like, I get to learn everything again, you know. And, and to me, it's like, you know, I, you seem like a guy who always wants to learn, who always wants to get better, and you, you topped out in Supercross, and now it's like, oh, but here's this door over here, and I can go back from the, you know, start all over again. This is kind of exciting, you know? Yeah, and I think that the one thing that I love so much about my sport of, you know, motorcycles and Supercross is, you know, though by numbers people view you as older, I don't think that 38 is old. Um, you know, I think that you're just basically finding out who you are and what you are, what you can do in the world. But, um, for me, I think that supercross keeps you young, you know, like you're forever around young people. So, you know, keeping, you know, keeping up and, you know, working out and doing all these crazy things that you got to do to race supercross keeps you, keeps you grounded and young, I think. So for me, I got plenty of years ahead of me on that. Um, the racing car thing just. It, it, you know, it, it gives me the itch to get out and learn. And I, I think the racing is the easy part um, because, you know, because all my years of racing, you know, I've been, what, 30 plus years of racing under my belt, um, cars or bikes, for the most part, the way the mind works and how you go racing, it's all the same. Um, it's just learning new things, you know, on a motorcycle, there's a lot of things that I naturally do because I've been doing it since I was three and a half years old. Um, so when you do it in a car, um, you, you do it and you pick it up, but it takes understanding at first, um, the balance of the race car and the weight and the transition, um, on a motorcycle, I can move my body around in a race car. I'm strapped into a car seat and, you know, the only, the only tools I have are the steering wheel, a, a throttle and a, you know, and a, and a brake. Um, those are the things that, you know, allow me to maneuver around a racetrack in, in a car. So just kind of understanding those things and, and getting a, you know, a, a full understanding and grasp of that um, has been, you know, a, a fun challenge for me and something that I want to learn more about. And we'll continue on with more with this interview with Chad Reed when we come back after the break. But uh, I do want to remind uh, those of you listening in, if you are uh, – Going to get the itch like Chad Reed has for a little iRacing. Use the coupon code PR-Jim Beaver. That's going to get you 50% off. Yeah, a whopping 50% off when you sign up for a new account there at iRacing. So check out iRacing if you want to get into this racing. You know, obviously everybody uh, is sitting at home. You're looking for some sim racing. You want to scratch the itch and go racing. And who knows, maybe you'll end up uh, on the grid against somebody like Chad Reed one of these days. But PR-Jim Beaver, that's going to get you 50% off. Yeah, a big whopping 50% off there at iRacing. So we are going to take a short commercial break. We return more with this interview here with Chad Reed on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'm Polaris rider Jim Beaver. I race trophy trucks professionally, host a Down and Dirty Radio Show, and also travel the country announcing motorsports events. I've seen it all, and trust me, I've done most of it. So when it comes time to relax on the weekend, nothing is better than taking time with my family in our Razor vehicles. They've got the reliability I need to just pick up and go explore the desert dunes or trail and have the capability to attack even the harshest terrain. If you're looking for some of the most reliable and safest and hands-down most capable off-road machines in the world, look no further than 
and Polaris in their award-winning lineup of Razor vehicles. Whether you want your daughter to experience off-road driving for the first time in a Razor 170 like me, take the entire family out in a Razor XP4 1000 on the weekend, or shred the desert and dunes in the all-new Razor XP 1000 Fox Edition, Polaris has you handled. Take my advice and join me and some of the best drivers in the world by driving a Polaris Razor. Check out the full Polaris Razor lineup at Polaris.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor. Your life demands a tire that provides durability, comfort, and performance, and that's what General Tire delivers for you. From the all-season grip of the Grabber UHP to the comfort and on-road manners of the Grabber HTS to the durability and off-road traction of the Grabber AT2, General has a tire that will help get you where you need to go. So let us take you on your next big adventure. Tweet us at General Tire, hashtag anywhere is possible, because with General Tire, anywhere is possible. When looking for a new wheel for your off-road vehicle, car, truck, or UTV, the choice is easy. You choose what the pros use. Rob McCachron, Keegan Kincaid, and myself, Jim Beaver, all exclusively use Vision Wheel, whether we're dominating Baja, taking the cup at Cranon, or shredding UTVs. Vision Wheel's trend-setting designs and durability will set you apart from the competition and your friends. Check out visionwheel.com or at visionwheel on social media to learn more. Looking to have some fun on four wheels? Dirtfish Rally School has you covered. Packing as much adrenaline and adventure as you can handle into high-performance all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive Subaru rally cars is where the fun begins at Dirtfish. Just 30 minutes outside of Seattle and Snoqualmie, you'll get a chance to train up to three full days with some of the country's best instructors and be put through the high-octane rush of rally on mud, dirt, and tarmac. Get started today and call 425-888-7715 or visit us online at dirtfish.com and use code 911 for a 15% discount. Life is all about sound, the sound of sports, the sound of the racetrack, and the sound of your vehicle. Don't drive around listening to this. Drive around listening to the sound of performance. Gibson Performance. Gibson Performance Exhaust is the company who can turn this into this. Remember that life is all about sound, and Gibson Exhaust is the sound of performance. Check out your next catback exhaust system, headers, muffler, or UTV exhaust at GibsonPerformance.com and get more power and more sound. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back here to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. We're catching up with Supercross legend, the guy that is fourth on the all-time win list in Supercross, number one on the list of all-time career podiums, Mr. Chad Reed. Well, Chad, but I, I guess one of the things that I guess surprised me, not that you were going car racing, because I think, you know, it, you know, there's been a lot of guys transition from Supercross and, and motocross into, into car racing, but you going the road racing route in sports car racing. I mean, a lot of guys, it would have been you go from dirt bikes and you, you kind of move over and you start doing short course or off-road trucks or rally cross. Um, or rally or some something in the dirt you know utv racing has become big but like you to go you know in, you know that route that you did sports cars i mean wh- what was the specific specific draw there versus say you know going you know rally or off-road racing for, for me like i've always had a passion for the road um you know when you look at my childhood and where i grew up i grew up in australia and you know, the, the, some of the greatest of greats, you know, road racing world all came out of Australia. You know, Mick Doohan, Wayne Gardner, Casey Stoner, you know, Anthony Gobert, all these people that were, you know, 
pre pre me and my you know kind of my generation that I looked up to. Um, I at one point I thought my ticket out of out of Australia to you know to take on the world was actually going road racing. Um, mom and dad put a you know put some cold water on that and kind of dashed it. And obviously the motorcycle route didn't end up being a bad a bad choice. But I've always had a passion for the road and. Um, I I feel like I've lived a life in dirt, you know, like when, when I think of retiring and my wife and kids going, hanging out at events, you know, post motorcycles, I don't know that going and hanging out in short course dirt is, is my ideal, uh, well actually it's not mine, but it's definitely, I can promise you not my wife's ideal <laughs> way of retiring. Um, so I think that, uh, yeah, more of that, just a change of, we want something different. I love rally. I would, I would choose rally over off-road trucks all day long. I just, I don't know why I have a passion for rally as well. Um, got, you know, really, I was really fortunate two years ago. I got to do uh, Monza rally. Um, and that was, that was really fun, but yeah, that's, that's really it. Just really something different, something that I've always had a passion for. And, and now, you know, obviously I'm too old to, I'm not too old, but I'm, I wouldn't go pursue a, you know, a, a road racing career at this point, um, with age, get a cage, they tell me. So we're going that route. Yeah. Well, all that being said, I mean, you, you'd mentioned rally cars. I know you've been having a little bit of fun on iRacing. How, how did that all come together? Cause, uh, it seems like, <laughs> I know I had you in one of my off-road events. I mean, you know, I know our, our good friend, uh, TP, you and him have, uh, you and Travis got a little bit of a rivalry going on. I mean, how, how did the uh, whole iRacing we... thing open up? Yeah, the iRacing thing, I got invited to the, um, you know, the, the IRX, uh, you know, championship on iRacing. Um, and then really just one thing led to another. Then obviously I was like, man, that really sounds fun. Like, there's no racing. There really wasn't a, you know, this, this is going back eight weeks ago. There was no, you know, short-term plan to go racing. Um, so I basically, you know, scrambled and we got a sim together. And one thing led to another. It was just... For me, the iRacing platform is such a rad platform. I mean, to think of somebody who grew up in Australia and I can go, you know, choose a V8 supercar and go drive it at all these iconic tracks all over the world, I just think that you, you're you kind of giving, like you're opening opening the world up to be endless, you know? It's like, you know, to go drive a real V8 supercar all over, you know, at Spa or Daytona International Speedway or something like that, you know, just last night in Australia, the v8 series actually raced their their pro series at um, charlotte motor speedway and daytona um lando norris was a celebrity driver in it and so i just think that you just you're really opening you're you're, you're broadening the gap you know the, the huge gap from australia to the rest of the world is so small now you know you can it's a click of a button you can jump in a car and 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 that's how it really kind of led one thing to another travis and i have always had this we're good, we have a great relationship. We're really good friends and been friends for a long time. And it's always about, uh, he's never beat me on a dirt bike. So it's always, he's, you know, he, he kind of considers himself more of a four wheel guy. And so that that's continued into the four wheel, uh, on re- online racing now. Yeah. I think it's funny because it, you know, it, Every single time you watch a race, it's just all Travis is. I got to beat Chatterjee. I got to beat Chatterjee. He, he doesn't care if he finishes 20th as long as you're 21st. 
Exactly. And that's, uh, you know, we've kind of created our own little league within it. And, uh, you know, now it's kind of like we're doing this LCQ league and uh, basically, uh, you know, Connor Daly, Alexander Rossi, uh, Jane Chancliffe, uh, Travis, myself, Bilko, um, you know, a few of few of the group of, uh, you know, guys that we were basically just, ha- you know, it started out having a good laugh on Discord and one thing led to another. Now we're actually your event was really what got us got us going when we were doing your off-road truck thing and you know we basically i was on there for hours we did uh you know we did i think we did two tracks and we raced pro two then pro four then pro two pro four and that that really fired up you know all of us like just you know going from different vehicles like going from a pro two to a pro four was so different and so unique and so yeah i mean just i love that it's basically endless on what you can achieve on that side of it yeah, and it's funny too because you're—you don't even realize it, but you're a little bit of a gateway into the whole iRacing thing for people. So, this is actually going back before my my event that you, that you came and did. I text out a bunch of buddies, you know, and travels one of them and things like that. And then you got brought in by them, but I text Toby Price, who he and I are good friends. I said, Toby, I said you want to do this? He goes, Man, I'd love to. I'm doing some V8 supercar stuff. Um, you know, but he's like, they're loaning me a sim rig to be able to do it. He's like, I don't own one. I, I won't be able to get one for that weekend. And then you race, and then Toby, he starts texting me. He's like, well, I didn't know Chad Reed was racing. He's like, I want to race Chad Reed. <laughs> and I just start laughing. That's I'm funny. like, yeah, we're going to have you and Toby. Toby and I just did a race. We just did a celebrity race. It was actually brutal for me. I don't know if I – I need to wait until racing's over. Um, but in the summertime when I've got no, uh, no racing commitments, I want to I sign up for more. But I did, a, I did a celebrity race at Bathurst in a V8 supercar in Australia. And uh, from what I understand, the TV ratings and everything was through the roof. I mean, it was like kind of the who's who of Australian sporting, you know, old and young, current, you know, past, um, Mick Dewan. Like some of my childhood heroes were in it, you know, and Toby and I were, uh, were, we got to do some battling. I ended up second overall. I don't know where. Toby actually ended up. He may still be upside down. I don't know if you've ever seen any highlights (laughs) on it, but you, you should check it out. It's hilarious. Toby flipped and unfortunately didn't get flipped back over so he just stayed on his up he just stayed upside down the whole race waiting for someone else to hopefully hit him <laughs> uh well you know what i think's funny too is is talking about that i mean um let's talk about australia but um you know i i think a lot of americans don't realize how big motorsports are in australia i mean whether you're talking um motorcycles or you're talking you know what i mean i guess v8 supercars which is huge and i think a lot of people in the states recognize v8 supercars at this point but i mean there's a whole motorsports culture in australia that's it's massive man and i I don't think a lot of people here in the united states they they actually realize how big it actually is in australia totally and you know like obviously america has you know you got 300 plus million people where australia we only got 22 million people so you know, the the demand for everything is so much lower. And so therefore, like, our motorsport is actually quite big because, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, like, we don't have an NBA to compete with. We don't have the NFL. We have an NFL, you know, equivalent. We have kind of two football leagues down there. Um, soccer's kind of hit and miss down there. Um, you know, but as far as like, we didn't have the NBA or the MLB and things like that to compete with. So motorsport is, is on equal par. Um, and though NASCAR is, is big here in, in the U S 
when you think of an NBA or the NFL or the MLB, you know, it's, it's not quite there. Um, where we don't have that, you know, competition. So, yeah, like motorsport's always been a huge, huge part of, you know, the Australian culture and what I love, you know, so much about it. Well, you know, and I, I look at things, too, is, you know, I take a step back from a fan standpoint, you know, and I look at it from that standpoint, but I'm like, you know, you look at what's come out of Australia in the last 20 years. I mean, you've got obviously you, one of the most accomplished Supercross riders of all time. you got Toby Price, who, uh, you know, he's still hitting the prime of his career, and he's killing it at Dakar. you got Mark Webber, who, uh, you know, is going to go down as one of the all-time, you know, Formula One, you know, favorites, you know, and he's won a ton of races, you know. And I look, you talk about, you know, the smaller population of Australia, and I look and I go, but look at the talent that's coming out of Australia with that smaller population. It's insane, Chad. It really is crazy. And then I don't know how, uh, I don't know how closely you, you follow, uh, you know, the racing world, but, um, you know, like obviously the feeder series to F1 is, is F3. And, and if you look at the grid, the amount of Australians is insane. Like it's actually quite exciting. Um, you know, and I have to be honest, I don't, you know, follow F3. Um, but a good friend of mine, Mick Dewan's son, uh, Jack Dewan, who just, I think he's like 17, 18 years old, um, you know, is basically getting his feet, his feet wet and starting it, you know, trying to head towards the, you know, the goal of being in F1. Um, and obviously he has his dad that's, you know, is one of the, not only Australia's greats, but I mean, he's considered a great within the world of racing. Um, you know, he's got Red Bull behind him and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I obviously follow that now. And I just realized the other day I was kind of checking out the, the entry list and I'm like, wow, the amount of Australians in F3, you know, that are, that are on path to try to go to formula one is unbelievable. So, um, pretty exciting times. Yeah, it definitely is. Well, let's circle back as we kind of close out here and, and talk about these, uh, you know, next seven races, I guess, in Supercross, man. I mean, obviously, you know, you, you're prepared. You got the family. You guys are, are going to be heading to Salt, you know, Salt Lake for, for a better part of a month. But, uh, you know, what, uh, I mean, what are the goals here? I mean, you know, obviously you're coming in fresh. Uh, you know, you think you, uh, think, you know, what, what are the odds here we can see uh, maybe Chad Reed sneak on a podium here uh, to cap things off? You know, I think first things first, I think to, you know, obviously the pipe dream is always to be on the podium, right? That's the, that's the ultimate of our sport. And, you know, the, I've been able to do that. So, you know, more than anybody in the history of the sport, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, at this point, the way the season's gone, I'll, I'll be super excited to just be back into the pointy end of the, of the pack and, you know, riding the way I want to. Um, that's the goal for me, you know, like, do I want to be on the podium? Absolutely. But, you know, if you go, if you re rewind eight weeks, um, you know, I was struggling to, you know, get into the top 12. So um, at this point, I feel like we've made progress. You know, I feel healthy again. I feel like my, um, my fitness is, you know, is, I wouldn't say it's like at the hundred percent where it needs to be like, as far as the big scheme of things, but I feel healthy again and I feel excited and, that's the biggest thing for me. So I want to concentrate on getting good starts, get up front, and then just put myself in positions to capitalize on, uh, you know, on all the things that I'm aware of that you need to do. So I think if we can do that, um, one thing will lead to another, and uh, and I think we'll get the old Chad back. It'll be nice. Yeah. So you know, obviously we we say retirement, but we all know it, it's always kind of a loose concept. I mean, any outliers out there where you're like, oh, it would be fun to go and do like a straight rhythm or you know, something like that, you know, where you got your eye on, it's like, yeah, maybe I'd come back and do something like that. 
Yeah, for me, I think it, like it needs to be very clear, and I've you know I've said it in in, in other interviews. Um, my retirement is my retirement from full time racing. Um, I love motorcycle racing, and and the thought of you know seven races from now um, that being my last ever motorcycle race is 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 something that I think is a dream. Like it, it's never going to happen. Um, I think that, uh, you know, my short and long-term goal is to be able to race a motorcycle as long as I can. Um, I no longer have the, the drive, the motivation or the desire to race 17 races in 18 weeks anymore. Um, but I certainly enjoy riding my dirt bike and I, I still enjoy getting out and working out, and, you know, whatever. So, you know, the, the straight rhythm events, maybe one-off supercross events here and there. Um, I still want to be able to participate in those things. So, um, yeah, though you won't see me on a, you know, week to week basis, um, I sure, I surely want to, you know, be able to play a role and, and get out and, and do some motorcycle races. Awesome. Well, Chad, uh, it's been fun, man. I'm uh, stoked to have you back on the show and, uh, you know, we'll definitely be tuned into NBC, uh, you know, watching, uh, watching you throw down these last seven, uh, seven races and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, best of luck, man. I'm sure we'll, uh, sure we'll catch up again soon. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Good to, have, good to just chat. And we'll be back to wrap things up here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. We'll return after this short break. Remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family? You never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. 
people who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network. Welcome back here to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Uh, yeah, we are, uh, I guess, saying adios here on hour number one. This is uh, Sirius XM, you know, Channel 211, Dan Patrick Radio. Uh, those of you tuning on on Sports Byline, uh, you got hour number two coming your way. If you're a uh, uh, Apple podcast, Down and Dirty Show podcast one listener, yeah, you're getting hour number two as well. Um, AFN, same thing. So, uh, yeah, Chad Reed, thank you, Chad, for the amazing interview and the time today. Looking forward to seeing him wrap up, uh, you know, Supercross season here in Salt Lake City in a couple of weeks. Man, that is a lot of – you want to talk about driving a race car twice a week, that takes a lot out of you. Riding a dirt bike in those, uh, you know, in those main events for that long, man, that takes some endurance twice a week. So uh, I am looking forward to seeing how Supercross plays out, but I think guns are going to be uh, – guns are going to be ablazing when we hit uh, Salt Lake City. These guys have got some pin-up aggression. Elbows are going to be out, and we are getting for a wild, wild ride come Salt Lake City in a couple of weeks. So I am definitely looking forward to that. That is for sure. So, uh, you know, thank you, Chad Reed. Uh, coming up, hour number two, uh, we got Kelly Crandall uh, booked for uh, a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of great, uh, great segments. I'm looking forward to having her on the show, uh, being able to uh, catch up on what happened uh, at site or on site at NASCAR as uh, NASCAR is back underway. And uh, she was one of the few journalists on ground there at Darlington. And uh, great to, it's going to be great to get her feedback and see, uh, you know, see how things uh, are and were and, uh, you know, what, what to come in the world of NASCAR and, and probably a little bit of motorsports in general. So looking forward to uh, having Kelly Crandall on here in, uh, you know, our number two as well. So, uh, yeah, we are going to take a short break. And when we return, uh, we got a whole lot more, a whole nother hour of radio right here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. Don't go anywhere. Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network. Welcome back here to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor, kicking off hour number two. Thanks to everybody tuning in on Sports Byline USA, Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, downanddirtyshow.com, or wherever you are tuning in, especially our friends over there in the military on the AFN, the American Forces Network. Thank you, thank you for uh, continuing to support the show. Hour number two, we got uh, my good friend Kelly Crandall calling in. You know her from Racer Magazine. Uh, she is, uh, 
Yeah, she is uh, going to tell us a little bit about uh, what happened there at Darlington. Yes, she was there for the first race back, one of only four media members in attendance. And uh, she is going to give us a lowdown on all things NASCAR and uh, what to expect moving forward in the world of motorsports. And uh, then we've got uh, my good friend Chris Leone with iRacing and uh, also my media director. You know him from our power rankings. Well, yeah, not a whole whole heck of a lot to uh, power rank right now. But, uh, yeah, we have him on the show, and, uh, you know, we're going to talk uh, iRacing, motorsports, and uh, I don't know how things are looking as we kind of progress out of this pandemic and stay-at-home orders and kind of go back to some normalcy in the world of motorsports. So uh, should be uh, a good time, uh, you know, having Chris on the show. Those of you just joining us, please, if you have a moment, I know you might be listening nationally. I appreciate it. But uh, we do uh, have a big presence here on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Please go over there, hit the subscribe button to the show. And uh, if you got any questions for Chris or Kelly Crandall, hit me up on social media. It's at JimBeaver15. I do take uh, questions on Twitter for uh, for the show, and uh, we'll get those cycled in and asked to uh, to our guests. So uh, those of you, uh, you know, just joining us, uh, thanks a lot for that as well. And, uh you know, I love getting those fan questions. So, yeah, we've got uh, got a lot to come here, though, in uh, in hour number two. Maybe dive into the IndyCar, uh, IndyCar schedule as well. I know IndyCar schedule is out. Um, you know, big news is Road America was supposed to be run there in uh, uh, in June. They pushed it back into July. Wisconsin, you know, all the stay-at-home orders out the window. It's a free-for-all in Wisconsin. So we are going to have fans in attendance for a doubleheader at Road America in Wisconsin uh, you know, here uh, later on uh, over the summer. So that's going to be the first week of July. Looking forward to that. Cranon coming in in June, and uh, they are going to have fans in attendance there as well. So we'll we'll dive into that and some of uh, some of uh, you know those announcements later on in the show as well. So lots 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 coming at you in the world of motorsports here in hour number two. Uh, Chris Leone later on, but uh, up next going to be Kelly Crandall here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by. Polaris Razor. I'm Polaris rider Jim Beaver. I race trophy trucks professionally, host a down and dirty radio show, and also travel the country announcing motorsports events. I've seen it all, and trust me, I've done most of it, so when it comes time to relax on the weekend, nothing is better than taking time with my family in our Razor vehicles. They've got the reliability I need to just pick up and go explore the desert dunes or trail and have the capability to attack even the harshest terrain. If you're looking for some of the most reliable and safest and hands-down most capable off-road machines in the world, look no further than Polaris and their award-winning lineup of Razor vehicles. Whether you want your daughter to experience off-road driving for the first time in a Razor 170 like me, take the entire family out in a Razor XP4 1000 on the weekend, or shred the desert and dunes in the all-new Razor XP 1000 Fox Edition, Polaris has you handled. Take my advice and join me and some of the best drivers in the world by driving a Polaris Razor. Check out the full Polaris Razor lineup at Polaris.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor. Your life demands a tire that provides durability, comfort, and performance, and that's what General Tire delivers for you. From the all-season grip of the Grabber UHP to the comfort and on-road manners of the Grabber HTS to the durability and off-road traction of the Grabber AT2, General has a tire that will help get you where you need to go. So let us take you on your next big adventure. Tweet us at General Tire, hashtag anywhere is possible, because with General Tire, anywhere is possible. 
When looking for a new wheel for your off-road vehicle, car, truck, or UTV, the choice is easy. You choose what the pros use. Rob McCachron, Keegan Kincaid, and myself, Jim Beaver, all exclusively use Vision Wheel, whether we're dominating Baja, taking the cup at Cranon, or shredding UTVs. Vision Wheel's trend-setting designs and durability will set you apart from the competition and your friends. Check out visionwheel.com or at visionwheel on social media to learn more. Looking to have some fun on four wheels? Dirtfish Rally School has you covered. Packing as much adrenaline and adventure as you can handle into high-performance all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive Subaru rally cars is where the fun begins at Dirtfish. Just 30 minutes outside of Seattle and Snoqualmie, you'll get a chance to train up to three full days with some of the country's best instructors and be put through the high-octane rush of rally on mud, dirt, and tarmac. Get started today and call 425-888-7715 or visit us online at dirtfish.com and use code 911 for a 15% discount. Life is all about sound, the sound of sports, the sound of the racetrack, and the sound of your vehicle. Don't drive around listening to this. Drive around listening to the sound of performance. Gibson Performance. Gibson Performance Exhaust is the company who can turn this into this. Remember that life is all about sound, and Gibson Exhaust is the sound of performance. Check out your next catback exhaust system, headers, muffler, or UTV exhaust at GibsonPerformance.com and get more power and more sound. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome my good friend Kelly Crandall to the line from Racer Magazine and uh, the Racing Riders Podcast. Uh, Kelly, you're one of the few in the country that has actually uh, been on site at some NASCAR races. I guess first and foremost, I we had some fireworks last night, but uh, how, how has that been? Because I got a got a feeling it's got to be a little bit of an eerie feeling being at the track. Yeah, it was different. I wouldn't necessarily say eerie. It was just different, unique. You know, you go to the racetrack, you expect to navigate your way through normal race day traffic, get there early, walk, go past tailgaters and campers and full parking lots, and to roll right up and not have any of that, is that's the part that was different. That was really unique. That's when it hits you that, okay, we're doing something here that is not what we're used to. But once you get in the press box and racing starts, it's same old, same old. And the infield was uh, pretty packed with haulers and motorhomes and personal vehicles, safety vehicles, and all that. So it looked pretty normal. You could convince yourself it was just like any other race weekend, but definitely different in terms of being in the press box, not being able to go anywhere, not being able to chase anybody down after the race is over. So there's little reminders along the way that we're doing things differently nowadays. Yeah, you know, and I I guess that's one of the big takeaways for me is, like, being a media person, I've been – you know, it, it, you go into a media center generally and, you know, there's a, a couple hundred, you know, journalists and radio people and broadcasters and things like that. And then, you know, and obviously press box, things like that. And to, to me, it's just it's got to be weird because, I mean, you're one of these select few that that has been able to go on site. And, I, you know, it, normally you can say hi to friends. You, you, I don't know. To me, it's there's a social aspect to it. And, you know, and I feel like now it's it's got to be just a, a little bit weird. You know, you, you've got the places where they're permitting you to go. You can do things in a certain procedural manner. And aside from that, it's kind of, uh, you know, you, you don't have a lot of flexibility, right? Yeah, I, and I think what makes it so unique is being one of the ones who's at the first race. You know, the longer we do this, it's going to become a new normal, which I hate to use that phrase, but it will become a new normal. To be one of the first 
before that was at the first race back in 10 weeks that made it unique and so many people were curious of how it was working what was going on they wanted to know who was there and what you could do so yeah you're confined to the press box which at darlington is over in turn three so that takes away a lot of your view because you don't get the front stretch you're not getting to see what's going on on pit road so only being able to go to the to the press box like that you can't walk around the garage you don't get that personal interaction you only have three other people three other media members who are with you so it takes away a lot of what makes this job interesting and what makes this job unique and that's personal interaction going and talking to people networking you know seeing your sources or, and then post-race chasing down drivers or crew chiefs whoever it may be so to not do that and only be allowed to go to the press box and not be allowed to roam the property is very, very interesting. Yeah, do you, do you feel a little bit, just as a journalist, I know, like, I mean, you know, I've been following you on Twitter for years, but I feel like now during the NASCAR races, like I'm, I'm honed in on Kelly Crandall's social media because I feel like I'm living vicariously through you. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of other people in the country doing the same thing, you know, because you're one of the few that are on site. You can kind of give us a story and things like that. I mean, have you got any feedback in, in regards to that? You know what I mean? Just because you are one of the few. I mean, you know, you got to you feel a little pressure on you to, to, to deliver since you're one of the, you know, one of the few that can actually go to the track. Well, I did on Sunday. I, I was there on Sunday and I said, okay, what can I do that will be different than what people are seeing at home? So I tried to post a few videos or a few photos just showing the racetrack, the condition of the racetrack, you know, showing pace laps just to show that cars are back on the racetrack a little bit different than what you're seeing on TV. I'm not in, I was not in Darlington on Wednesday. I wasn't there for the Xfinity race. So what I've been trying to do in that instance is just, um, you know, give shout outs to the people who are there because it's rota- media members are being rotated in and out of races. So, hey, go follow these people if you want more of a, you know, a feeling of what's going on live and things like that. But yeah, it's a little bit more pressure. And even being at home, it's, I feel like it's more pressure because I feel like a lot of people are paying attention, whether it's your normal followers or people now who are really hungry for content. So it's like, how can I just better utilize social media? How can I better utilize uh, what I'm saying, the information I'm putting out there, what information could I be putting out there that maybe I don't think about before that I just take for granted. So definitely trying to step up the social media game. And certainly we'll keep doing that when I get rotated into more races. It's just what can I provide being at the racetrack that people aren't getting watching at home? Yeah. Well, and, you know, in regards to that, I feel like, you know, shift gears here a little bit and talk about NASCAR as a whole because they stepped up. They said, hey, we're going back racing. We've got procedures we're putting in place. We think we can do this right. And, you know, I said it, you know, a week ago on the show, I said, you know, they put themselves out there. I mean, IndyCar, they're starting up in June. You know, I think Supercross, we're a couple of weeks out from their return. Formula One, you know, they've been delayed. NHRA is delayed. I mean, the major, major heavy hitters have all kind of sat on the sidelines. NASCAR, you know, even stick and ball sports aren't back yet. NASCAR was the first major sanctioning body of any type in the world to put on an event. And I feel like, you know, they had a lot of pressure on their shoulders on, on Sunday to deliver as well. I mean, did, did you get that feeling? Because, I mean, there's always got to be a first in NASCAR. You know, they stepped up to the plate, and I, I feel like they delivered. Oh, absolutely. There's a, there's absolutely tons of pressure on everybody. I think about it. I mean, there's pressure to just get the sport restarted because the longer that hiatus went on, the more of a struggle it becomes for teams to be financially 
you know, able to keep going, paying their bills and paying their, their employees because you're not getting any TV money. You're not getting any charter money. You're not getting any sponsor money. So there was tremendous pressure to get the sport restarted just to be able to keep teams around. And then as one of the first live sports back, there's so many eyeballs that are watching, just waiting for somebody to screw up, waiting for, you know, can we point fingers and say, well, they rushed back and they put people in danger or they rushed back and they're not taking it seriously. So there's tremendous pressure for people to do this and do it right. And so far, it seems like everything is going well. We have not yet heard if anybody has contracted the virus or, you know, anything on on that level so hopefully that stays uh like that uh, the longer we go on so people are taking it seriously when it comes to wearing masks and social distancing because it's very important it's very very important when you're one of the first sports back that everybody is watching to show that a you can do it you can do it properly you can bring back a sense of a sense of normalcy but you also are taking it seriously with all of the safety protocols and everything that nascar has put in place has just looks like it's working flawlessly to be honest the people that i've talked to have said the same thing they've been very impressed uh it seems everybody is taking it seriously but yeah there's tremendous pressure to not only do it but keep doing it the right way and and hopefully everybody stays safe and we don't have to stop again well let's talk a little bit about the teams you know we've been talking about nascar and journalists and things like that but how are the teams approaching this because we're in a stretch here where you know, we've got these doubleheader weeks, and, you know, obviously we've seen short weeks before when there's been a rain delay and they've had to finish races on Monday and things like that and then turn around and go into the next weekend. But, I mean, this, uh, you know, these running two two races a week, I mean, you know, teams, you know, the, the approach has got to be completely different. Not only that, but I, I want to say race weekends or race days, I mean, everything's structured completely different than, than what, you know, they're used to. I mean, how's the team's approach been to this, you know, and – and obviously, you know, running, you know, the, you, we've gone from a couple months off where people were si- literally sitting at home at times of the year when they never were to now all of a sudden we're running two, two races a week. I mean, how has this affected the teams? I mean, what are you hearing? What's, what's the approach? I mean, you know, obviously they're, they're ramped up for the long haul because they're going to have a grueling summer stretch. Yeah. So, you know, I talked to a few teams going into the first Darlington race of just how do you approach? Because at that time we knew we were racing at Darlington and Charlotte. So we're running – about four cup races in 11 days. So I talked to people of how do you approach that? What's the logistics of running races like that? What are the logistics of running multiple races at the same racetrack? So for these first couple races, what has been made easier on teams is the fact that they're running at intermediate tracks. So they're able to utilize the cars that they had already prepared for Atlanta and Homestead, which were the races we would have been at right as we got shut down. So they're able to turn those cars around, utilize those cars in their fleet and, and be able to, you know, have some place to start. It was not like we were announcing the schedule and NASCAR said, hey, we're going to a short track or we're going to a road course, which there's no cars prepared for that. So teams are able to first utilize those, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of days in the shop. Now they've uh, got, you know, gotten back in the shop. It's a lot of times busting, you know, long hours, turning these cars around, especially if you're not bringing the same car back to the second race. You know, some teams did not do that for the second Darlington some teams did, so you just slap a right side on it if you banged it <laughs> off the wall. So there's a lot of logistics, a lot of logistics going into it of just working long hours, working you know long days, multiple days of how can we how can we make this work? How can we do it to the best of our ability? So it's it's not that easy. 
But at the same time, you know, these teams are prepared for it. And we'll be back with more with Kelly Crandall when we return here to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your or airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800 754 4531. 800 754 4531. 800 754 4531. That's 800 754 4531. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 800 Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. We've got my good friend Kelly Crandall from Racer Magazine and the Racing Writers Podcast on the line. And, you know, before we went to break, Kelly, we were talking about, uh, you know, NASCAR teams, this long break, and being prepared. Well, you know, and, and talking about being prepared, I mean, uh, obviously one of the big ones, I mean, one of the crown jewels of the NASCAR schedules coming up this weekend, the Coca-Cola 600, you know, and, and – 
Memorial Weekend has always been, you know, traditionally the biggest weekend of the year for motorsports fans. I mean, with Monaco Grand Prix, the Coke 600, you've got uh, the Indy 500. You know, this year, uh, you know, of the big three, we've got one left standing, and that is the Coke 600. One, I'm looking at, uh, you know, the amount of global eyeballs that I think are going to be, uh, you know, at the event. I mean, obviously this is a home race for – uh, for the NASCAR teams, I mean, uh, you know, what what are we expecting this weekend, especially after what we've seen the previous, uh, you know, Wednesday and Sunday, these previous two races? Well, I was speaking to somebody recently, and I said that, you know, now is when it really starts to feel weird because you get to Memorial Day weekend, and you're so used to so many races on that Sunday, and you have a routine of waking up early, watching Monaco, then you go to the Indy 500, and then you settle in for a very long night with the Coke 600, and there's none of that this year except for the Coke 600. So now it feels weird, and it feels weird because for myself personally, not being at the racetrack when you know, Charlotte is right in our backyard. So for the Coke 600, I think it's going to be a long night like it always is. I think you're going to see the same teams rise to the occasion that are good at intermediate tracks, that are good at Charlotte. You know, there will be a little bit normalcy because there will be qualifying earlier in the day, which is a little different having it on the same day as the race. But teams will get to qualify, so drivers will get to be on track and basically shake their cars down before they get in it for 600 miles. So we'll get to talk about qualifying again and see who can go out there and bust the lap off. So that'll be uh, good to have a little bit of kind of normalcy there, but I don't expect anything different than what we've already seen. It's going to be a long race. It's going to be a grueling race. It's going to be, you know, who's good at the intermediates. I think you're going to see all the same drivers at the top, the Stuart Haas cars, the Toyotas have shown speed the last couple of weeks and Hendrick cars have been very fast. So I expect to see all that. And then when you move into a Wednesday race, I was also discussing this with somebody else recently that asked me about it. I think it's really cool that NASCAR is doing more of what we're used to with the Sunday races for Darlington and Charlotte, where you're having full length, full 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 distance 500 mile races on Sunday, and then you're doing shorter races on weekdays. You're not making it, you're not drawing it out all night on a Wednesday night for people. It's a short race, so the intensity levels seem to be a little bit higher at Darlington. Granted, you can say that was also due to the rain. So I expect the same at Charlotte. It's going to be a shorter race on a Wednesday night. The teams are going to turn around real quick after a Sunday afternoon. If anybody has a bad day and the Coke 600s are going to be, you know, chomping at the bit to go on Wednesday night and kind of redeem themselves. So I think that will make for a good race. So I really like this whole dynamic we have right now, which is running two races at the same racetrack and seeing how differently things change from one race to another and seeing how different teams can be from one race to another because you know there are some guys that were good on Sunday at Darlington that struggled you know after that so uh, on uh, on Wednesday night you know look at somebody like a Kurt Busch so I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to more of that in Charlotte yeah, well, you know, you want to talk. I mean, I'm looking at things. One guy that was running up front at, at both events, I mean, we've got to talk about, I think, is is Chase Elliott. I mean, I feel like, you know, whatever happened, you know, they, they've come out and they've been shot out of a can. And obviously he had the 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 mishap there with with Kyle Busch. But i got to say, that number nine, it's looking pretty strong, Kelly. The Hendrick cars have looked really good all year in terms of, just the direction they're going with getting their hands around this package. I think last year, you know, last year they were all right. You know, the year before that they were okay. But Chase Elliott was really the guy that was leading the charge. It seems like now all four are really on the same page. And I don't know 
if it's just because I don't want to say it's all because they're doing anything different or they're working better together because, you know, that group over there is, is very good at working together. They've moved all the teams into the same shop. So all the crew chiefs and engineers are working right alongside each other. I just think everybody's getting a better idea of this, this high down force, big spoiler package. And the Hendrick cars are showing that they've picked up on it. The drivers are getting really comfortable with it. And it probably suits some of their styles. So Chase Elliott was really fast at Darlington. Alex Bowman was fast in both races at Darlington. And so was Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy, of course, had that problem on Sunday, but he rebounded nicely on Wednesday, had a very solid progression through the field to get into the top ten. And I think the same was for William Byron as well. They didn't make as much noise as they, as they had on Sunday, but they were there. They were getting decent finishes. So, you know, yeah, Chase has, has been kind of like the lead guy over there the last year, year and a half. But I feel like all the Hendrick cars now are on the same page. All the Hendrick cars are right there, right next to each other. And all four of them are starting to make their way further and further up into the top ten. So it's really interesting to see if maybe – crew chiefs and the engineers, everybody's kind of getting their hands more wrapped around this aero package. Yeah, well, and one final question before we let you go. I know uh, I was noticing on the NASCAR website, I know IndyCar, um, because of the rules in Wisconsin, Road America, they're actually going to have fans. It was supposed to be late June. They moved, they shifted the date uh, to have a doubleheader now just yesterday to, uh, to early July. But I was looking on the NASCAR website, and, uh, looks like June 27th at Pocono, they actually have tickets for sale. That's the first weekend. Have you heard anything? And I, I got to think that's kind of a tentative out there. They're selling tickets. But have you heard anything about, you know, NASCAR shifting back to, to having fans, you know, or, or anything in, really that, in regards to that? I'm assuming it will be social distancing and, you know, every other seat or something, something like that. But I did see they were selling tickets, and I didn't know if you'd heard anything about, you know, when they're tentatively thinking about possibly bringing fans back. Well, I haven't heard anything official. I, you know, right now we've announced the schedule up until Pocono, which does not include fans. So we don't know anything that's happening after June 21st. So I would say everything is tentative. It's, pro- you know, hey, if you want to take it as a good sign that the website is still listing it as selling tickets, that's great. But nothing is official. I, I'm very, I'm very hesitant and and. And, you know, trying to be cautious of when we could say fans are going to be back at the racetrack. I just, we don't know. Hopefully it will be sometime during the summer, but nothing has been made official by NASCAR and everything is going to go by what local, you know, and state government officials are saying and, and you know, CDC, everybody's still got to abide by that. So it's probably going to be on a week to week basis and we probably won't know until we get closer to that race date. But uh, as of right now, that would be the next race for June on that, on that schedule uh, for June 27th. It's supposed to be a double header, but again, we've only officially announced everything up until about, you know, the week before that. So it's going to be one of those things where stay tuned and, and we'll see. So hopefully as we get, you know, we get a few more weeks down the road, NASCAR can start looking at, uh, the rest of our schedule and make some announcements. All right. Well, Kelly, it's always a pleasure having you on here. I appreciate you, uh, you know, taking the time to, to call into the show. Uh, you know, hopefully at some point this year we can get together in person at one of these races, but uh, I'm assuming if it happens, it'll probably be later in the year. But uh, always great catching up. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you.
Uh, big thanks to uh, Kelly for uh, calling into the show. I know she's had her hands full with the return to NASCAR. Uh, you know, check her out on Twitter if you're not already. I mean, uh, you want to talk motorsports, she's always got articles and all kinds of content cranking for Racer Magazine. Most times it's um, – geared towards uh, the NASCAR side of things, but every once in a while she breaks free of that and uh, talks about some other stuff, but uh, just a phenomenal writer. And uh, she's also got a podcast on our network, uh, Kelly Crandall. She's got the uh, Racing Writers Podcast, where she uh, interviews some of the uh, biggest names in in NASCAR and motorsports, and you should definitely uh, check that out. If you like this show, you're definitely going to uh, enjoy Racing Writers Podcast. So make sure and check that one out. And like I said, she uh, does phenomenal effort on Twitter, uh, live tweeting during races and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, she's one of the good ones. I'm telling you, give her uh, definitely give her a follow. Uh, that's for sure. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, some good stuff coming out of that, you know. And I, I wanted to know kind of how the feeling was. And I know some of the drivers have said, you know, doing donuts in front of, uh, uh, you know, stands that are completely empty and celebrating. It's just got a little bit different feeling. I know uh, – I missed, I, I'll be honest with you, I missed the first race uh, at Darlington, but I tuned into, uh, you know, the one this week. And, you know, um, it's kind of interesting seeing all the drivers wearing masks, you know, having boom mics interview the drivers. Um, you know, obviously you had the uh, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott's incident that uh, that ended up being uh, quite interesting because uh, Kyle Busch owning up to it, just saying, hey, look, I made a mistake, you know, and not often a guy like Kyle Busch makes a mistake, even rare when he owns up to it. I, I, you know, we had a phenomenal interview with Kyle Busch on this show, uh, you know, earlier this year. You should go back into the archives, listen to that, because, uh, you know, we had a great interview with Kyle. But, um, yeah, it's just one of those where, um, you know, it, it's been an interesting return. I'm kind of anxious to see how Supercross looks when that returns. Uh, IndyCar, I'm sure, will be very much the same way as uh, as NASCAR when they run at return at Texas you know, with the empty stadiums and, or the empty uh, thing. But uh, talking about stadiums, Supercross, that's where I was getting at until I jumped ahead of myself, you know, running in stadiums where you're used to seeing jam-packed, almost, you know, basketball style or football or baseball style, being completely empty. I mean, crowds are such a integral, intimate part of Supercross. It's going to be interesting to see the way that presents itself on TV. You know, I, I'm kind of anxious uh, – Myself to see that, uh, you know, I'm very excited for Supercross to return and, uh, you know, an IndyCar as well and all the motorsports. But, uh, you know, Supercross is going to be one to watch. Anyways, uh, we are going to uh, take a short commercial break here. Chris Leone, we're going to talk all things motorsports in 2020. We'll return here to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. Do you have a story to share? Your story. Lifetime private audio biography services can help. We'll work with you by phone and personal interview to transform your story, memories, and photos into a beautifully handcrafted book. You'll receive 10 copies for friends and family to enjoy for generations to come. Visit privateaudiobiography.com to schedule a free consultation or call 833-211-8164. That's 833-211-8164. Remember and be remembered with this gift of a lifetime. From roof to foundation, the damage to your home can be devastating from clogged gutters, leaking roofs, and flooded basements. Protect your entire home with Leaf Filter. Leaf Filter's MicroMesh screen is guaranteed to filter out everything except for water. It's protected my home. I love it. Call 833-287-3434 or go to GetLeafFilter.com for your free gutter inspection and estimate. Visit GetLeafFilter.com. 
This is Joanne Jenkins, CEO of AARP. As the coronavirus continues to affect us all, especially older people and those with underlying health conditions, AARP is here, actively supporting you and your community. Every day, we're providing updated information and tips from trusted sources. We're hosting weekly teletown halls with the nation's top health experts, advocating on your behalf with national and local lawmakers to help secure sufficient resources to meet people's needs, sharing tools to protect you and your family from fraud, and creating resources for family caregivers everywhere to help keep them and their loved ones safe and healthy. For more than 60 years, we've been here to educate, serve, and fight for older Americans. Today, you can count on AARP more than ever. Join us. We may be apart, but we don't have to be alone. Stay connected at aarp.org slash coronavirus. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy esports app for player props, and they are currently offering contests for CSGO, Dota, and League of Legends matches. Choose five over-under props for a player's stats to build your lineup. The riskier your choices, the more your selection is worth. They've already awarded over $1.2 million, so rack up the most points for your chance to share the prize pool. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Use a promo code AI at sign up today for an instant free $10 credit. That's Thrive Fantasy with the promo code AI. Come prop up now. Welcome back to the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver here, joined on the line by my media director, Chris Leone. Uh, Chris, man, it's been, uh, well, I guess it's been a while, at least publicly on air. We talk just about every day, but uh, we've got no power rankings. we got nothing to rank here, but uh, we, we're kind of, I guess, I, I feel like we're in this purgatory period now where we went from full-on real racing to full-on racing. And now we're kind of in this purgatory where real world starting up, iRacing still going on, and I think maybe for like forever we're going to be in that same purgatory. But I kind of like it. It's like real world and sim racing have converged. But last two months has been a whirlwind for uh, the iRacing community, buddy. Oh, it certainly has, Jim. I mean, the past two months, NASCAR, IndyCar, IMSA, Rallycross, obviously my pet project. Um, you name it, and it seemed like everybody came over to us on the iRacing side. And I mean, it was just, it, it was an incredible experience. It was very obviously gratifying, you know, to uh, to me, obviously, on the sim racing side, to see all of that, to have as many people really jump in and embrace the product as they did. I mean, you know, it's been a wild couple of months. And for us to, you know, to bring a little bit of normalcy to the people, uh, just with some racing events, even if they were in the virtual world, you know, I think was something special and needed, and, you know, a good time, uh, you know, certainly for everybody watching. So, you know, it was, I, I think we all are ready to get back to the real thing as much as we can, but man, <laughs> we had some fun over the spring, didn't we? 
Yeah, you know, I think the takeaway here, and I laugh because you said, man, the last two months it was an experience. And I I feel like somebody says that like when they go to Disney World, oh, that was an experience. It's like something that you probably you did once and you're like, yeah, I'm good if I I don't do it again. I got a feeling like everybody at iRacing is kind of that way. Like, yes, this was great. Let's not try and cram this many major televised and major live streamed events into two months. Let's just not make that a habit no definitely i mean it it was a crazy couple of months but i i think the only way that we get that ever again is if we have another just complete shutdown of motorsport and here's hoping that that doesn't happen again anytime soon uh we're certainly very grateful you know i think i think everybody's very grateful first of all for all the frontline workers who have been doing everything to try and keep things as normal as possible up to this point. But second of all, certainly for all of the motorsport promotions that have been working really hard to safely bring everybody back to racing. And, you know, I think on the iRacing side, we're just happy that we did our part to keep people uh, entertained while everybody was locked down in their homes. Well, and I know you didn't get a chance to listen. We just had Kelly Crandall on the show in the segment previous to this, and she was talking about just that, about, you know, she was – one of only four members of the media that was invited to uh, to the weekend event at Darlington. She wasn't there, uh, you know, for the Wednesday night race. But, um, you know, she had said, she goes, she was surprised. I think everybody was surprised. She goes, if somebody could make this happen to a T in real-world motorsport and deliver, it was NASCAR. She goes, literally, there wasn't one hiccup. There wasn't one mistake. You know, she goes, and time will tell if, you know, somebody, you know, got COVID-19. But she says, you know, they passed with flying colors. And I think, truthfully, the world of motorsport as a whole, you know, whether it be Formula One, IndyCar, NHRA, anything going on in Europe, anything happening in the United States, I think all eyes were on NASCAR. And, uh, you know, NASCAR had a lot of pressure, and they delivered. And and to that extent, I got to tip the cap to NASCAR because – they put themselves out there. They had a real chance of hanging themselves on this deal. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, once in a while they say you got to put it all on the line. And NASCAR did that. And I got to give them credit, man. They have delivered so far through two events. Oh, no doubt. And not only that, I mean, that, that midweek race, I mean, I think what we're going to see is we're going to see a lot more of the 500-kilometer type events rather than the 500-mile type events because there was – a lot of urgency there. There was a lot of, you know, drivers were really mixing it up. Drivers were really, you know, fighting for it. Under the lights is always awesome. You know, primetime races are always awesome. It was just, it was really cool to see. It was a fun experiment and something people have wanted for years. So, you know, whole world's dealing with a bunch of lemons right now, but that's uh, at least that's some lemonade to uh, try and deal with. Yeah, you know, and and that's funny you mentioned that because I didn't get into that with Kelly because we ran out of time, but that's something I've been thinking. You and I have talked about this over the last couple of years. You know, NASCAR, you know, they've got this amazing legacy of motorsport in this country. And, you know, they're, you know, obviously the Coke 600 is the longest event on the calendar. That's not going to change, you know, and and Daytona, that's always going to be 500 miles. But I think... You know, a lot of these just random 500 and 400 mile races, I think with the way the consumption of sports and motorsports is in this country, I think this is going to be a nice trial for NASCAR because I think fans, you know, being able to sit down for four hours on a Sunday, that that's not going to happen that much anymore. And we've seen ratings dictate that, you know, but I think that packaged, you know, three hour 
you know, nice package, you know, on a Sunday or on a Saturday night, people will get behind and they'll tune in. And, and I'm not saying all races need to be that short because I think we do need those special Coca-Cola 600s and Daytona 500s and things like that. But I think moving forward, this is actually going to be a nice proof of concept or trial run for NASCAR to possibly take some of these races that don't need to be four and 500 miles long and shorten them up by a hundred miles, you know? No, for sure. And I mean, all of the eNASCAR iRacing Pro Invitational events, those were all 90-minute shows, you know, maximum two hours. And even then, they weren't really designed that way. The only time they ever really went close to two hours was because we were dealing with a lot of cautions because it was a short track or something like that. Um, you know, it's just, it's been, <laughs> it's really been an interesting period. We've seen everybody really trying a lot of different things, um, you know, things that, maybe during a regular period people might not have been daring enough to try but when you have a blank slate i mean you know and that's that's really what we had in front of us i mean especially on the i racing side everything has really just been like all right let's try let's try different things i mean when was the last time you saw heats on an actual nascar cup series race it's i i mean if you obviously if you want to count the uh, duels at daytona then that's one thing but you know it's not kind of a regular thing whereas you know you go to the i racing event at bristol and it's two heats to set the grid and then immediately you go you know a very local kind of short track racing type thing so it's been you know, it's certainly been an interesting period, and I, I think everybody's been forced to be agile, forced to adapt, which for motorsport as a whole, I think is a good thing. You know, and it's funny you bring this up, because I know you haven't had a chance to listen to the show yet. You'll go and listen back before, you know, because we're live. But to open the show today, I, my opening segment was just that, Chris. I said, if there's one positive, and I'm trying to keep things positive, and I said, you know, th- this has been a horrible for the entire world. This, this pandemic we're in. I mean, you know, but I said, if you can take one positive of this away, it's that people have had to get creative. They've had to do things that they probably wouldn't have done. They've had to think differently. They've had to adapt. I said, you know, companies, you know, a lot of them, I mean, you look at esports and things like that. A lot of companies went, yeah, we should be involved there maybe in the next 12 to 24 months. Now it's like, oh, we need to be involved there right now. But I, I think even digitally with social media, people have had to get creative with live streams, with, with content, with any kind of digital web content. People have got creative companies, brands, uh, sanctioning bodies. Everybody's got creative. And I think if there's one positive that can come out of this pandemic, it, it's that I think we're going to see moving forward um, some really creativeness and in different ways people market and do things digitally. And I think that's one positive we can pull out of this whole thing that's been, you know, horrible that's happened to the world. No doubt. I mean, the amount of races, obviously, that I've been involved with, you know, just in the digital front, um, I've, I've certainly lost count at this point. Um, but just people have talked about, hey, you know, we would love to do some of this stuff in the off season, And it's like, all right, well, now we've got things that we can possibly talk about in the holidays and get some competition together and, you know, get people racing again and maybe make the off season a little bit easier for people. You know, we've got different race formats that pe- people have tried different, all sorts of different things that people have tried. I mean, you know, we did the short course triple crown and we put uh stadium trucks on just full on pavement, you know, the uh, pro twos on Laguna Seca. So, you know, that's just totally out there. Uh, you know, there's, there's really just been a lot of, 
just a lot of experimentation, a lot of different things, a lot of things that, you know, people are going to be able to take to the real world if they're, you know, if they're really paying attention to what's gone on over the past couple of months. And, uh, you know, I, I think adversity is something that makes us all stronger, no matter what the situation is. You know, obviously this is the most probably significant human adversity in most of our lifetimes, but um, you know, you come out the other end stronger as long as you make it out the other end. Yeah. You know, and, and all that being said, I, I think I've had a lot of people come to me and they go, you know, we'd heard of esports, We'd heard of iRacing. We never paid much attention. Now you have our attention. This is great. And they're, they're going, you know, is the bottom going to fall out of this though, when re- things go to real racing? And I think everybody I've talked to, and obviously I, I, I'm a little bit biased. I will admit I, I am a little bit biased towards iRacing, so I can't be completely neutral, and I think you're the same way, Chris. But I, I tell everybody, I said, I think people have got a taste of, of iRacing and eSports and sim racing. And I said, I don't see that going away now. Is there going to be a little bit of a regression once real-world racing starts? Well, yes. One, the big-name drivers aren't going to have as much free time on their hands to go and do this. Are we going to see iRacing, you know, multiple times a week on major network television? Probably not. Let's hope at some point we do, but probably not. But I said, the community has grown, and I said, those new members that have come in, the, the professional drivers that have got a taste of it, you know, are they going to be able to be on there, you know, 10 times a week like they are now? No, because they're going to have to go back to driving their real race car. But that being said, I do think we're going to see them frequent the service. We're going to see them on there regularly, maybe one or two times a week instead of seven or eight. You know, but I do think, yes, we are going to have a regression, but is the bottom going to fall out of iRacing in the sim racing community? Absolutely not. You know, I think, you know, the the leaps and bounds that we have grown as a community the last couple of months, I, I see that's very sustainable. Oh, exactly. I mean, I've always kind of categorized it into three different, uh, you know, three different groups of people. There are the people who were on before all of this happened, you know, and they're not going anywhere. There are the people who got on because this was all that there was. And, you know, the second that they get back to real racing, all right, full focus, 100% on real racing, and that's that. And then there's the group of people who had never done it before, but have taken a liking to it and are going to stick around, you know. And I think that group is actually going to be pretty sizable. So by a technical definition, if you want to look at what was going on in March and April, is there going to be a regression? I mean, certainly because people are getting back to their normal lives, but from before the pandemic, you know, from before everybody started getting shut in and, you know, before the real world had to shut down for a couple of months, there's certainly not a regression from that point. I mean, you know, there are going to be tons and tons more people. I mean, you know, Kyle Bush is somebody who I have to give all the credit to in the world. Kyle was somebody who, really came in and embraced this and wanted to run just about everything. It never really run it before um, and has just gotten in and loved it. You know, there have been a lot of guys like that, but obviously the defending NASCAR cup champion is one of those people who you really spotlight on that list. Um, But, you know, there have been all sorts of guys who have just been on for the longest time and they're certainly going to stay on. I mean, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is probably the most, uh, recognizable of those names william byron another nascar cup series front runner guys like that they've been around scott mclaughlin yeah. you know a supercars champion uh, they've been around. they're gonna stick around 
Yeah, guys like Ron Caps, who, you know, he doesn't even yep. ra- <laughs> race in a division that's on iRacing, and he's been a big advocate <laughs> for it. You know, so we got we got about 60 seconds left, Chris, a little less than 60 seconds left. Uh, we got to talk about Coca-Cola 600 this weekend. I know you and I are both looking forward to having a Sunday afternoon where we can sit down, have a beer, have the barbecue running, and watch some Coca-Cola 600. What, what, what are you expecting out of this race? Who's your pick? You got 30 seconds. Give me your pick. Madness and oh man, I don't know. I gotta say Kevin Harvick. I I think Kevin Harvick's really shown me something at Darlington, and you know I I just think he's gonna be pretty strong. I think he usually is, but I think we are gonna get madness. You know, with no practice and no qualifying, it is gonna be. Well, I know I am, uh, you know, we're up against the time break. I will give my pick. I'm not going to dodge this bullet. I'm going to pull, uh, I'm going to go with Chase Elliott here. But uh, Chris, thank you, man. I appreciate you taking the time. We got to take a short break. We'll be back after this on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this. But you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. 
Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Welcome back here to the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Uh, man, really, really good show today. I'm excited about that. Chad Reed, Kelly Crandall, uh, Chris Leone. Man, we, we touched on all kinds of topics. Uh, I know next week maybe we'll talk more on the schedules. We'll have a Coke 600 under our belt uh, and a whole lot more, and you know maybe a big Supercross preview. See if we can maybe get uh, another Supercross rider on the show or something like that. But, uh, man, blockbuster show today. Thank you guys for following along. Thanks to Polaris Razor, General Tire, Vision Wheel, Rigid Industries, Dirt Fish, Optimus, uh, GSP, XTB Axles, iRacing, all of our amazing partners in the show. I'm G- at Jim Beaver 15 on social media. Give me a follow. You're looking for a couple of coupon codes. I got some for you. Jim Beaver 15, that'll get you 15% off at our good friends at Dirt Face Rally School. iRacing, yeah, you want to go racing with the best online? Yes, iRacing's got you handled. PR-Jim Beaver, that will get you 15, actually not 15% off, 50, getting tongue-tied there, 50% off there at iRacing. Yes, check it out. It is worth the price of admission, hands down, and you're going to have a hell of a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, we are, uh, I guess we're going to sign off for this week here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Make sure and check out Project Action this week. I got a director's cut of my Chad Reed interview. I think you guys are going to uh, love that. Check out my other podcast, All Things Awesome, as well. All right, signing off this week here from the Down and Dirty Show studios here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Follow us on iHeartRadio Talk and stay in touch 24-7. A special news and update station you control. That's iHeartRadio.com slash talk. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.